Welcome back, everybody, to another uh, edition of Nation Not Desired. In this uh, episode, we're going to be coming from the book of 1 Thessalonians and the second chapter. 1 Thessalonians and the second chapter. How's y'all Sabbath today? Everybody Sabbath pretty good? Yes. Praise God. Yeah, you know, uh, the Sabbath is a time of rest for the mind, the body, and the spirit. Amen. It's a time of rest, you know, where you can get, you know, recuperated from the from the prior week of all of its stresses and, and worries and fears. And, you know, uh, hopefully, you know, you're not fearing a whole lot. Hopefully you're not worrying about a whole lot uh, because the word of God is supposed to supposed to do away with a lot of those fears amen as we study to show ourselves approved of God being a workman indeed not be ashamed and rightly divide the word of truth we can uh, replace that fear with faith amen because because without faith it's impossible to please the Lord amen the word of God comes to give us faith as it tries us. The word of God tries us in situations. And if we attack that situation in a proper way, we increase in our faith. Amen. So let's go ahead. And, and you guys, I'm sorry, uh, but I'm feeling a little under the weather right now. Uh, I got a bit of a cold. Uh, it's, it's not kicking my butt too tough. But uh, I want you fellow Israelites out there uh, from the 12 tribes, you blacks, you so-called blacks, uh, so-called uh, Native Americans, and so-called Hispanics, I need y'all's prayers, okay? I'm going to try to, uh, we're going we gonna to try to put this thing for, together for you so that you can be edified, amen? So let's go ahead and start with verse 1. Okay, so who is this talking? This is Paul the Apostle, right? And he's talking to his fellow brethren and kinsmen in Thessalonica, okay? So he's saying to them that, uh, that you know, he's saying to them that, that, that you know that uh, our entering into you was not in vain, amen? So apparently he knows that he's in good company, amen? Okay, continue on. Even after that we had suffered before and were shamefully entreated, as ye know, at Philippi. So you know that, you know, the men men of God and women women of God, they're not going to always be treated with the utmost respect, mainly by our own fellow Israelites. They're not going to be treated that way. So when we go out on them streets, you know, expect a little disrespect from time to time. Okay, expect that. Come on. We were bold in our God to speak unto you the gospel of God with much contention. See, when we go out there and when we talk to these people, when we talk to these fellow, <laughs> when we talk to these fellow Israelites from the lost twelve tribes, we have to understand that they're lost. Amen. And that um, if they do something disrespectful, if they say something disrespectful, uh, we ought to understand that these people are lost. Amen. It's not like somebody who knows the truth and then turns back. 
most of these people, they don't even know who they are. Amen. And, you know, before we can, before we can make a difference in our lives, we or anybody else's lives, we have to make a difference in our own life, right? So we have to know who we are. That's the reason why knowing our true nationality makes a difference. If if I believe in, in the Darwinic the Darwin Darwinian teachings, which you know about you guys know about Charles Darwin? He believed that we came from where? Apes. He believes that we came from apes, right? So if I believe that I came from an ape and I went out here and I tried to <clears throat> teach another fellow Israelite right if i believe that we came from apes and this israelites jumping around i would think that that was normal behavior fam wouldn't it see see what you got to understand is, is that when really he's acting like a jester hey man what is a jester Who, where, where is a jester made popular? Where was he? Where, where was he? Where was his popular spot? In the court of the king. When the, when the king was sad, they would bring in the jester, and the jester would jump around, try to make him laugh, right? Doing all kind of goofy and stupid stuff. Well, that's the that's the condition that a lot of so-called blacks, Hispanics, and Native Americans are in today. They feel like they have to jump around and act a fool for the so-called white man, which is the devil. They believe they have to be his entertainment. They have to act have to act goofy. Now I'm not saying that people can't have a personality. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that you can't do something that's funny every now and then. But a jester, he believes that his whole life is for that purpose. See the difference? This is what I'm talking about. That's the reason why it's so very important that the foundation of who we are is meaningful. And has a richness about it and has a seriousness about it and has a deepness about it. That's the reason why we teach who we are and where we come from. And that, that the Messiah is not some doggy haired uh, Caucasian Edomite. OK, he is a so-called black man. OK, so. <clears throat> all right. Uh, come on. We got to go back to verse two, and we got to elaborate uh, elaborate on that with some with some uh, some scripture, okay? With some precepts. Somebody give me Proverbs thirteen ten, and somebody give me Proverbs eighteen eighteen. Now we got to get we got to get some real good be- uh, meat on this. It says, but after but even after that, bless you. But even after that, it seemed like everybody getting a little bug around here. But even after that, we have suffered before and were shamefully entreated. As ye know, at Philippi, we were bold in our God to speak unto you the gospel of God, which much contention. Amen. So the, 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 the black Hispanic, so-called black Hispanics and Native Americans that were in Philippi, they were no joke. I mean, these people, they was no joke. Okay. So from time to time, we're going to run into crowds like that. Amen. But that's the reason why we have to stay on point and we have to teach the word and we have to have much supportive scripture. We have to have so much supportive scripture that these these people won't even know which way they they, they won't know which way they're coming from, which way, which direction we're coming from. But they will understand 
Amen. Before they even ask the question, we should have that answer. We we should be finna bring that answer out. That's the reason why I have so many supportive scriptures, because I know that there's going to be questions to come behind that. See, and sometimes you got to have examples, true biblical examples of those activities also also happening. Okay, who's who's ready? Proverbs 13, 10. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 10. Bring it out. Only by pride cometh the contention. See, so we know that these people did not know who they were. You see what I'm saying? Because they were full of pride. They were full of what type of pride? Worldly pride. Who they were depended on what they were taught in this present world. It was not dependent upon who they were taught uh, concerning uh, who they were as it pertained to the Most High. Okay, so that's the reason why the Lord had to come down. That's the reason why he said, prepare me a body that I might go down and that they might learn of us. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me for I am meek and I'm lowly in heart. Amen. So it was apparent that these Israelites at uh, Thessalonica, they did not know uh, the Lord. They didn't even know who they were. Amen. So that's the reason why we got to understand when they get disrespectful, when they call us names or whatever, uh, when they cuss at us, uh, when they when they get mad or whatever, throw a fit. We got to understand they don't know who they are. You know what I'm saying? That's our purpose. Our purpose is to help them to know who they are. And then you'll see the seriousness of you even knowing who you are when you experience these types of Israelites out there. You'll see the urgency. You see what I'm saying? Sitting here, you you won't be seeing, you won't see a whole lot. Amen. But I mean, you know, when you get out there, you're going to see a lot. Amen. You're going to see people who don't give a damn. You're going to see people who uh, feel like it's uh, futile. You know, you're going to see people who are anxious, uh, but they don't have the energy to, to seek it out. You're going to see people who just have just given up, thrown in the towel. They used to be really wanting it, and they say, well, man, forget it. You know, I'm, you know, I just, life ain't got me nowhere this far. You know what I'm saying? Forget it. The hell with it, you know? So you're going to run across all different types of spirits, but our job is to give them the truth. Our job is not to force the truth on them. Our job is to share the truth with them in love. Now, when I say in love, what does that mean? In the truth. That's all that means. Does it mean we, 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 we might get in our feelings sometimes? Yeah, we might get in our feelings sometimes. Sometimes we might get upset because they upset. Sometimes we might get mad because they mad. Sometimes we might be tempted to curse them out because they're cursing us out. But we should not do that, right? We should not do that, right? We should have enough of God in us, <coughs> enough of his Holy Spirit or his word in us that where we can control ourselves, amen? Besides, if we studied our word enough and we prayed that the Lord would lead us and guide us like the scripture tells us to do, uh, we wouldn't, we won't, we won't find ourselves getting out of control, will we? Okay. Proverbs 18 and 18, because he, he, he said he will never leave us and he will never forsake us. The Lord will never let us down. Amen. If we do what he tells us to do, as we're going to find out, Proverbs 18 and 18. Even what we're doing right now, we're 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 making him very pleased and happy. Amen. You know, you know, in in Revelation where it says, "Well done, thou good and faithful servant; enter thou into the joy of thy Lord." 
Okay, that's what we're doing right now. Okay, come on. The lot cast causeth concessions to cease. Give me 19 to 13. Proverbs 19, 13. And okay, read that one more time. The lot causeth concessions to cease. Mm -hmm. And parteth between the mighty. Okay, so what is that lot that it's talking about? The lot is a position. You see? Having a position comes from knowing uh, who you are. It comes from if if you don't know who you are, like like the Bible talks about the eye. Can, can the eye say to the hand? Can the hand say to the leg? Can the thigh say to the arm? If you don't know what you are, and you don't know who you are and whose you are, you can't make a difference and you can't you definitely can't direct another fellow Israelite in those same three areas so that's the reason why it's so important for all of Israel to have that foundation which is knowing who they are you see because you will ever be changing like the wind you know, if this wind of doctrine comes your way, oh no, I'm Hindu now. If this, then, uh, then I'm Buddhist, then I'm Muslim, then I'm, you won't never have no foundation. You see, only thing that changed with us is that we stopped calling ourselves Christians, but we, we still in the same doctrine, ain't we? You see what I'm saying? So we didn't really change that much. The only thing we did was to change our label. We didn't change our doctrine. That doctrine is your foundation. You see? Okay, so let's move on. Proverbs 19, 13. Jeremiah 15 to 10. Please get that. Proverbs 19 and 14. Mm-hmm. 19 and 13. 19 and 13. Mm-hmm. A foolish son is the calamity of his father. Mm-hmm. And the contentions of a wife are a continual drop. Let's deal with that contentions of a wife, okay? Because that's what we're dealing with is the contentions, okay? Um, a contentious wife is a continual dropping. That's the same way that crowd is going to be to us out there. So I, I, I thought it would be important for me to put that in there for all of the men out there who, who have a wife that is, is, is hard. She's difficult. Amen. She's, she's contentious. Well, the Most High is using. Now, is, is, he, is he ordaining that she's contentious? No. Because the Bible tells us how a wife should be, right? So, but can he use her contentions even though she's a proverb? Yes, he can. Now, he's using her as a proverb example because even though she may not get credit for those contentions and it may become a shame to her in the judgment, it will be a blessing to the man of God because it's a, a, a type of way in which he'll be treated when he's bringing the gospel forth to the people you see so he's used to that see he gets out there with that crowd and he's used to that uh so-called black woman coming up there motherfucker you don't know what you don't know what the fuck you talking about you kiss my this kiss my that he's used to that see because he's gotten that from a rebellious wife you see what I'm saying? So do you see how God of Most High, he can use a, a, a horrible, your horrible situation and he can get glory out of it. If you stay on point, you see, he's not going to get glory out of that rebellious, wicked wife, but he's going to get glory out of that person that, that um, has got the same problem at home that's giving up on the Most High because of that problem. 
You see what I'm saying? So now by you ministering to that problem, that person with that same problem, and they see, man, this dude, man, he out here, man. He ain't letting it get him down. Shoot, let me stop letting this get me down. You see what I'm saying? Let me get on, let me get on point for my heavenly father too. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, and then that could lead to a conversation about whether he had the right wife or right or not. And he and, and and teaching on what he should be looking for. You see what I'm saying? So now the man is back on point again with his life. You see what I'm saying? All because of that one outing out there and where we was talking about contention. You see that? Okay. Give me uh you devils nineteen thirteen, Proverbs nineteen thirteen. Yes. Give me Jeremiah fifteen ten. And then give me Titus three and nine. So I just thought it would be important uh, for the for y'all, the viewers out there, to you know, especially the male viewers, to hear that, okay? Because women are not called to go out like the men. The the women are are called to uh, wait on their husbands, be chaste, uh, love their children, love their husbands. They don't have a husband. They're supposed to be providing for the brethren in the in the in the, ch- in the church. They, they may have to sew, they may have to clean, they may have to uh, cook, that type of providing. Amen? You know, things that are biblical. Any, any provision that is non-biblical, we don't support that. <laughs> like you might have a brother in the, in the congregation need some sex. He might be burning his lust. She ain't supposed to give him sex, okay? For all y'all that got that twisted thinking out there, okay? Come on with the scriptures. Jeremiah fifteen and ten. What does it say? Woe is me, my mother, that thou hast borne me a man of strife, a man of contention to the whole earth. Uh huh. I am neither led by on usury, nor men have led to me on usury. That word would be usury. Okay. So basically, what you have is is you have a young man. Okay, and the young women are this way too, but here we're dealing with a young man where he's born into a single parent family and all he has is his mother. And this young man is violent, he's angry, okay, because his dad is not in that home. Okay, he grew up angry, amen. There's a lot of uh, so called black women today, so called Hispanic women today, who think that the so called native, native women today to think that they could do it all by themselves, they think that they don't need no man, they think that uh. They, they can be a man. They can do a man's job. Well, y'all are failing miserably because uh, most of uh, the men that you raise by yourself, they wind up either in the penitentiary or dead, okay, or in some gang somewhere harming people, bringing fear to their own neighborhoods. So it's very important that uh, you women, you understand that uh, you have to uh, have a foundation of belief that you have to add to your foundation of beliefs that you cannot do it by yourself. You need a husband. You need a covering, like the Bible says. Amen. And when you when when you when you all start uh, facing the truth and and confessing that you have been wrong about your thought patterns, you start seeing your life come back together again. Amen. But as long as you're lying to yourself, as long as you're deceiving, the de- de- deceiving and being deceived, yet your life is going to become more and more grievous and more and more of a headache. Amen. Okay, what else do we have? <laughs> I have neither lent on usury nor man have lent to me. 
So apparently this young man, he feels like nobody cares about it. Uh, he's, he's looking for handouts because he was raised by a woman. He's very emotional. He's very effeminate. Okay, he doesn't know how to control his emotions. Like my younger son, he used to cry a lot. Every time if I raised my voice, he would cry, 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 cry. And that came from him uh be, being influenced by his mother more than his dad amen and it can happen with the dad in the house and the the the, the, the mother can try to undermine the dad she can uh he could the dad can say something supposed to be one way and she'll try to undermine his authority and tell the children no it's supposed to be this way and he's being mean and he's being this and he's being that and the children oftentimes because they're young they this will get molded into their spirit Amen. But it's nothing but a lie of the devil. Amen. And so, you, you know, that's the reason why dads have to stick around, you know, because eventually you'll get through to that son. That son will see that you a real man. And he'll start saying, man, I want to be a real man like my dad. You know what I'm saying? I, don't, I hardly ever see my dad cry. My dad, he cries every now and then. Yeah, he's cried. He's let me see him cry before he, he apologizes to me when he's wrong. Yeah, I, I like the way my dad wrote. I'm, I, I think I wanted to be like that, you see? But you have to allow the Lord to shape you, man. You have to allow him to shape you. And it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to happen a little bit here, a little bit there. Uh, like I tell my boys, one day at a time, one step at a time. Amen. So they're not overwhelmed. Amen. You know, this, this life, it will overwhelm you. You see, uh, women, they, they thinking about next week, next month, uh, they, they running the cigarettes, they running the, uh, alcohol, they running the weed, you know, and, and, and all kind of crap, you know, different men, you know, and they trying to, you know, run away from their fears. Oh, I don't think we're going to be able to keep our gas on. Uh, my light's going to be cut off next week. They're not putting no faith in God. Now I'm going to understand, I can understand you have a long day. And you want to relax and have a little something to drink. You know, nothing hard. You ain't sloppy drunk. That's cool. I have me a couple beers every now and then. That's all right. But when you run into something because you you stressed out about, are you going to be provided for tomorrow? Are you going to have your house next month? Are you going to... Those types of things, you got to give to the most high. You see what I'm saying? Because there's nothing that you can do about that. There's nothing that you can do about that. You don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. So why stress yourself out about it? Why stress yourself out about it? Amen? Hey, tomorrow could be one of the best days in your life. And you're here thinking, man, the devil's going to kill me tomorrow. You know? Because the vain, wicked imaginations in your life. Amen? And besides that, what are you filling yourself with? What are you putting into your spirit? Are you putting hope and faith and love and joy and long-suffering into your spirit? Or are you doing things that's depriving you of those things? You know, what are you watching? What are you listening to? What are you indulging in? All that's going to play a part in how you are made up totally. Are you are you involving yourself in doubt? Do you hang around with atheists? What, what, what are you doing? Because whatever you're doing, it's going to show up in your life. What's next? Titus. Titus 3 and 9. Who's got that? Titus chapter 3 and verse 9. Bring it out. But avoid foolish questions. See? See, here we go right here. 
I was just talking about this stuff that you putting into your spirit. You know what I'm saying? See, because what's going to happen is we're going to get out there in the streets. We're going to be talking to people, people that's having real life experiences. And we're going to have to be rational. There might be somebody out there that's on drugs. Okay. I've never been on drugs. You've been on drugs? I don't know what that's like. But what I could tell them is that there is a Messiah who can deliver them if they're tired of that lifestyle. Because there are many lifestyles out there that there may be somebody out there who is a homosexual that, that, that knows that it's not right, knows that it's wicked. And he, and he may want to stop. Well, have you ever been? I've never been. So we're going to have to tell these people that they can turn from that wicked stuff. You see? Okay, what else? And genealogies. Mm-hmm. And contentions. Uh-huh. And strivings about the law. Uh-huh. For they are unprofitable <clears throat> and vain. See? These things are unprofitable. Read those things one more time. Titus chapter 3 and verse 9. Uh-huh. We got five minutes left. Just read the things. Foolish questions. Foolish questions is one thing you got to avoid. Okay. All right. Genealogies. Avoid genealogies going into ancestral history. Okay. Come on. Contentions. Contentions. That means arguing. Arguing about a point. Come on. Strivings about the law. And strivings about the law. That means if somebody believes that they shouldn't have to do certain things, that's on them. Only thing we need to do is teach what they should be doing. That's it. That's our only job. If they believe that was then, this is now. If they don't believe they should be doing it, ain't nothing else can be done for them. Amen? Because they're only going to be drawn if who draws them? The Father. That's the only way they're going to be drawn into the kingdom. Amen? They're not going to be persuaded if we go back and forth for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. And, you know, you could do that sometimes because you love the person. You want them to be saved. But it's not going to help them. You know? So what you had to do is you had to, okay, well, brother, okay, sister, if that's what you believe, it's not scriptural. But if that's what you believe, then, hey, ain't nothing I can do, for, do about that. You're going to believe what you're going to believe. But I will, I will leave you with this. If you are going to believe something, please make sure that it's backed up by the Most High. Because if you don't believe something that's not backed up by the Most High, you are in danger. Amen. I mean, very grave danger. So that's why it's so important for us to believe based on what, remember when I first started out, we got to have a solid foundation. Remember? Remember when I started out? We said, I said we got to have a solid foundation. See, because anything other than a solid foundation is shifting sand. Amen. And I'm sure you guys seen on the wildlife how them animals, they, they, they go down up under the sand. And it's nothing but a trap. You see what I'm saying? You walking on that, you walking on that sand. But can anything spring out that solid ground like that and get you? You see? 
can't nothing get you, you see? <laughs> so, you know, I'm just saying, you know, that's why I love watching wildlife. You know, you watch those 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 uh, sidewinders, they be out there in the desert, you know what I'm saying? And they, they scoop themselves down up under that sand, and all they have is their eyeballs up above the sand. And that, 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 that little bug walking right at them. You see, what I'm see you that little bug. See what I'm saying? You on that sand? You looking around? You can't see no danger. You think it's all good? But remember, something is under you. Something is moving. Something's about to bite you. Something's about to eat you up. You see what I'm saying? See, that's that's the reason why we can we we should never. And ain't it strange that how much time we got left? Ain't it strange that the Lord would say sand? You see, that's the reason why I say everything the Lord says, investigate it. Investigate it. You see, because he don't say, but because he's omnipotent. Okay. He, he's all knowing. He, he, omnipotent means all powerful. All right. Oh boy. There we go. All right. Let's stop it. That's our time up y'all. And I'll see you back here in a little bit. Thank you.